This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Joining me today is Mary... Julieta Triana Vasquez. I probably botched that up. That's okay. She's going to pronounce it properly. Better known as Cappy Julieta on Instagram. I follow her and uh, have been for years and have known her for quite some time now. Since 2018, it's 2022 right now. Uh, Her career is, is one that is a great example of persistence in your aviation career and how it can pay dividends. As an immigrant from South America, she came to the United States, learned the language, built her flight hours, and made it to the airlines while supporting herself through numerous jobs. You know, I'm really proud of Mary and her accomplishments, but today we're going to discuss how you can learn from her persistence and how to never give up when faced with seemingly impossible challenges. You know, before we begin, if you want to be a a guest on the show, don't forget to visit us at aviationcareerspodcast.com and click on the online course, How to Be a Guest. Any questions, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, if you're interested in that scholarships guide, you want to get one for free, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free, and we have the largest directory of scholarships online to help you move forward in your career and your life. Like I said, Mary, welcome to the show. I'm I'm so excited to have you here today and to talk about your journey forward in your career. Currently, you're working as an airline pilot, so welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl, for having me. Um, I have been following this show for many, many years, and I love the passion and all the service that you uh, give to this aviation community and all the, you know, the inspiration that I got from you as well. Thank you. Well, you know, Ari, you actually have inspired me through, especially through your Instagram posts. And I, I love Instagram in that it's, it's very simple and it tells people about a journey of somebody. And in your case, an incredibly inspiring journey. And what, what's neat about yours is that you seem to be happy through the whole process, but it has come with its challenges. So, so people get a little bit of background here. Uh, first of all, I, I kind of messed up your name in the beginning. So, uh, and also your Instagram page, make sure you point out where they can find you on Instagram and then we'll go through your whole career and how you got into aviation. Yeah, of course. My actual name is Mari Juliet Triana Vasquez. Um, everybody in Latin America knows me as Julieta because Juliet is an English name. <laughs> but don't worry, don't worry. My husband calls me Mary, uh, and a lot of people calls me Julieta as well. So uh, I love it. Um, I am in, on Instagram as uh, at Capi Julieta. Uh, and, or Cap Julieta, J-U-L-I-E-T-A. Uh, you guys can follow me there. I uh, certainly, I have my, my profile is public and a lot of people who are looking for um, inspiration or advice or anything like that, they can directly message me on Instagram. Awesome, great. So, all right, you uh, we've talked for many years online, etc. And yours has been a very unique journey towards the cockpit. But first, how is it that you actually developed this passion for aviation? Well, I was born and raised in Colombia, in Bogota, uh, but um, I, my grandma used to have a farm far away in the mountains in the Andes, and uh, if you look at the geography of Bogota, it's in, in between the mountains, it's, it's, it's really high, 8,500 feet, um, and then the farm of my my grandma's farm was in one of those mountains and it was kind of casual that some of the airplanes that were approaching into Bogota uh, will pass by the you know the mountain ridge above my grandma's farm and I when I went on vacation uh, to see her uh, I always saw airplanes and I was really like inspired I was uh, thinking oh maybe maybe I want to work on like in an airplane I, I want to be in an airplane one day and but I had no idea I've never been a passenger actually I think I shared this in the 
um, show uh, in your previous show that the second time I was ever in an airplane in my entire life was when I did my first flying lesson. I have never been a passenger because it was something that wasn't affordable for a person in my socioeconomical status in Colombia. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of went through with that thought since I was 11. Then when I was 14, I attended to a, a, a university fair through my high school and uh, flight school went there. And I approached one of the uh, captains that was uh, recruiting or, yeah, like just sharing thoughts about careers. And he said, uh, I asked him if I could be like a flight attendant because that was the thing that I could see myself doing inside of an airplane and he shared, he started saying, you can be an airline pilot. You, I had no idea that a woman could do so because in the Air Force, by the time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 34 this year. We're talking about the year 2000s, uh, like the beginning of the 2000s, almost 20 years ago when I had this conversation and I had no idea that women could be pilots or that was any a route or anything like that. I've never been on an airplane and I felt inspired by that single sentence that he shared with me and then ever since it's been uh, kind of like a, a constant work towards becoming an airline pilot and through that I have been through different experiences. I, my, my story is really really long because I started since I was basically 17 years old uh, but basically I did many many things in life like becoming a, an athlete and becoming a national kayaking uh, champion I raced for my country I went to multiple uh, Latin America's Latin American championships and I was a, a medalist in a, a few of them so I could get sponsorship to be in ground school I also f moved by myself to Argentina when I was 18 because the dollar exchange in between Colombia and Argentina was advantageous to pay for my career. Uh, I came back to Colombia when I was uh, 19 and didn't find a job, decided to uh, go to, started going to law school and then came to the United States uh, to learn English and then life, you know, like I, I just felt inspired I was like I'm gonna get my FAA license and I started that journey and I ended up finding a solution to stay in the United States and I worked my way up by cleaning houses and being a nanny and working as a lane technician airplane fuel fueler and all of these jobs all at the same time until I got all the money to get all my licenses from private pilot again in the US uh, to airline transport pilot. Wow. And, you know, we talked a little bit about some of that journey. And like you said, in the last episode, I forgot to mention that, by the way, it's uh, it was back in March of 2019, episode 214. I'll have a link in the show notes, by the way, if you want to listen to that great, great discussion about, you know, different ways you can learn English and, and those type of things. And, and one of the reasons we're bringing you back on is the fact that you've had so many challenges since that interview, but you've made it through all of them. And I think that's terrific. Uh, but But the one thing that you mentioned is, is your work and the work ethic that you have i think really shines and the fact that you weren't afraid during this period to do just about any job i mean you've had it's amazing how many different jobs you've had i mean just phenomenal uh what you've done i've never seen you stop working and i think that i, I was wondering where did where did you learn that where did you you it, you know, develop those habits, those work ethics? Well, um, I mean, in Colombia, there is a strong work ethic. I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strong work culture. People, like, unfortunately, are forced to work uh, to just, just to make a living. It's not even to enjoy life and enjoy vacation. They're in survival mode, mode constantly. And when I came to the U.S., I found, you know, like, I could have picked any job or, you know, pick what, whatever was easier for me uh, or whatever, you know, didn't seem like most accommodating. But to me, I, I just put my goal first. I, I didn't say, okay, I'm going to, I think, uh, you know, this job is really easy or, or I am going to pick this route because this is what I think I like. 
uh, I, I just picked, I was like, I want to be airline pilot. How much money I need? I need to get my commercial, I need to get my private pilot frame base, my instrument ready, my commercial, uh, then, you know, get a job. And I was like, how can I afford this? Uh, I, I really had no idea. And all the jobs that I could qualify for, none of them seemed to match up the numbers to do that. Um, so I simply just brush out uh, this idea of like, I'm just going to work. Oh, maybe I want to work with something that is, you know, this or that i just kind of say what is the job that can gives me that can give me the most amount of money quicker what is the most effective job i can do so um I, many people will say like "Ooh, housekeeper gross uh, <laughs> but i actually feel so proud because i love cleaning i am a very clean person and in my house you know, you, you had to clean every day. It was a Colombian thing. I don't understand it <laughs> nowadays, but um, so it was, I came with that. So I was like, maybe I can clean houses. And then I discovered that uh, the way that I could manage the market, manage my clients, I could make, I don't know, $50 an hour where, you know, uh, which if you look at the minimum wage at the time when I started, it was, I think in Washington was about $10 an hour or 11. And I was like, why would I go? Yes, I won't clean another job, but I won't make $50 an hour. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Um, the job at the flight school where I worked for as a line technician, it was cleaning the belly of the airplanes. It was greasy, it was nasty. I had to wash airplanes. I had to, you know, carry tugs, carry the airplanes. I didn't certainly love that job, but gave me 15% discount on my flight school hell yeah, I'm gonna go for that. <laughs> like it was like a 12 hour, an hour, $12 an hour job, but it covered it so I could get the discount on. Um, Spanish lessons, same same thing. It was a job that I could accommodate and it was about, you know, 50 or $55 an hour, a few hours a week. So if you compare that to a person, like the other type of types of jobs uh, that require just as much effort and pay way less. I was like, I think I did, I tried at least, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I tried to make it wisely in the sense that, you know, I utilize the least amount of time to get the most amount of money and take advantage of that. And that's how I did it. And I didn't care what I was doing. I was like, you, you, you asked me to lay down on the floor and spray an airplane and drip oil on my face like i don't care i'm making you know i'm and getting 15 percent discount in, in a in in my hours of flight so i did it that is an incredible viewpoint by the way i love that in that you're but you weren't looking at the fact that you're underneath this airplane's you know cleaning you're looking at the goal this is going to get you to that goal more efficiently, and that's what the money does for you. So I, I know a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, were turning down jobs, et cetera, and that really that has excel, accelerated your process to getting to where you are right now. And, uh, and I, I just love that example because I think there's so many people, I think, that could use that example to their advantage. So if you're someone who's listening and saying, hey, you know, I don't want to do this job, but if it's a, it's a very high paying job, I mean, go for it. I mean, I've had friends that have cleaned vats, you know, for big pharmaceutical companies and have made lots of money doing that. So then they could pay for their training. So hats off to you on that one and, and learning that. America is not your you know, country of origin. So it must have been difficult to find these jobs. I mean, here, I hear people that live here, you know, complain about they can't find these jobs. How did you go about finding these? Um, well, I use the old Craigslist friend. I, I honestly just, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I think that I am very grateful for my family because they're always like, you know, resourceful. They're always like, uh, Mary, you have to be resourceful. You don't have the money, just find a way to do it. Find a way to advertise yourself. Find a way to 
do this. So I, I didn't, I had no idea about Craigslist ever. And this is very old. Like there's social media now is like a lot better for that. I think we're, we're talking about when I did it. So I'm just going to share my experience. What I did to find my own clients was I worked at the beginning for somebody who paid me $15 an hour to, you know, clean houses. And then I watch and I learn what this person did and what these companies uh, used to do, right? Like they charge the family a quote and then they go find employers and they pay them at $15 an hour, right? So I was like, oh, I can do this. I didn't speak, uh, you know, I speak, I wasn't as fluent in English, but I was like, you know what? I can just, you know, make a really nice ad on Craigslist, Craigslist and see if somebody will pick me up. And I did it. I got help from people uh, to check my ad and I run it every week or every, a little bit less than a week, like every four days or something like that. I run it constantly and people used to use more uh, Craigslist Craigslist back in the day and I found all I think all of my clients were through Craigslist if not like if not all of them probably 80% of them I also use this um, nonprofit organization that help um, immigrants uh, help uh, uh, find jobs uh, and you know I just found my own clients and then I was like hey, here's my card if you have a friend that would like to you know you think that I might help with then please share and I did that and people saw me and they sometimes were hesitant to hire me because it's a random from Craigslist right uh, but then they saw my they saw the work that I did I I was really you know I was really proficient to what I did and I figured out that I could offer a packet that was very uh, it will it will be more attractive to clients like I will charge them per hour the first day for a long day right I'll be like I'm gonna do a, a deep cleaning for this amount of money I think I charged $20 an hour or something like that for a deep cleaning and then I went ahead and said and then after that I will clean your house every week or every other week or every three weeks or every month at a set price regardless of how long it takes me and that was cheaper slightly cheaper than what a company will charge uh, but then I did it like a better job because all the companies are in a rush because they're cleaning three or four houses at the same time so I just figured it out I was like oh, I think I can just create this business plan <laughs> and then I offer it to clients and they love it I have clients for four or five years and I'm friends with them on Facebook and they always share their story be like oh this is my previous housekeeper and now she's flying jets for a airline <laughs> and I don't know I just figure it out but um, I think with social media the advantage right now you can do a lot with reels you can do a lot with a lot more advertising I've seen uh, a lot of housekeepers doing that and offering their services that way and you know, the, I learned how to clean the houses, like I became more efficient cleaning them. So I earned more money because I'd finish faster, but without, you know, sacrificing the quality of it. And my clients loved it. So um, that's what I did. So you learned something and you got better at that, something that could give you money to help you with your career and, and moving forward in your career, which I thought was awesome. And the other thing that you said that I think is really important is you look towards others for help when you were writing these ads that you know this this is something i think that we sometimes don't do is we don't ask others for help but i think it's a good idea especially if it's something new to you like writing ads and uh, in, in another language even but I, I i also think the efficiency was so so important i love the fact that you said now these people said you you, you know your house cleaner and now you're actually an airline pilot and i think that's awesome when you talked about looking towards others for help um, there, there's a lot of different people in our life that we look for help. It could be strangers, etc. One of the things that you need assistance with in the beginning, and uh, and and we've talked, we've been talking for years, is is learning the language better. And you know, just from my viewpoint, we've known each other for gosh about four or five years, and um, and and it's gotten so much. Your, your your English has gotten so much better over the years. That's through practice. But I know a lot of people and it doesn't matter what it is when they're doing something new they're 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 afraid of making mistakes but i'm sure you've made mistakes along the line and some that are embarrassing 
but I think it's important to make those mistakes. And I was, I was wondering, maybe you could share like a, a story or just share with us, you know, why it's important to make those mistakes early so you don't make them later on. It's been like a family culture of you go girl, you go do what you need to do. You go against whatever it takes and you be yourself and you are doing the best. And as long as you're doing the best for what you want to do, uh, you know, one day you will come back and you will see all those things uh, that you wish for being a reality. So when I came here first, I, I, I struggle a lot with the culture and a lot with the, you know, I, I, I spoke English. I cannot say that I came here with, without knowing the language, but to be honest, I have progressed a lot uh, with that. And it's, it, for me, I think it was part of my personality that, and the, support that I have from people that I didn't need to feel validated with a new group of people or in a, you know, necessarily in a job to uh, be who I was. I mean, there's people who probably think that I am not so smart because sometimes I can't pronounce words properly, uh, but they don't really know me. And I uh, have learned that, you know, um, yes, validation is important in your circle and it's not like you can live on your own. Um, but you also need to understand that um, it, it, you have to love and appreciate yourself uh, and for not for what you are at the moment, but for the efforts that you have done through your entire life. If, if I, you know, sometimes, sometimes people don't, you know, don't, um, a, don't, don't really know my background and don't understand how much I've worked for this. They don't know uh, how much effort I have put into this. And they, you know, they. I, I don't blame them because they, because they just simply don't know. But I just chose not to be affected or not like need that validation uh, in order for me to be successful. And what I have done instead is use that and see what can I do to do better so people don't have the same perception of me moving forward. So what can I do so people don't have the perception that because I don't uh, speak this language perfect, I am not good at my job. And that has something that I have realized over the years, especially working with the airlines, it's a little bit of a soft skill. You have to learn how to read people and how to react to people in those regards because I feel like a lot of people, whether they want it or not, they just simply react to their emotions and what they're feeling is like a natural response and then you need to be the one that take that response and you know process it and you know use it on your favor for the you know for the future upcomings and that actually is something that you internalize and and I'm glad that you've done that is that you've been able to be your own supporter, but you, but you've also had the support network. You talked about your family, um, but there's were there other people in your life that supported you in this and and helped you move forward. And how did you pick those people? I'm I'm sure there's some people that weren't very supportive, also. Uh, yeah, well, I have a husband now. <laughs> So he's been my partner for a few years and actually he's been part of this journey as well. Very, he's been an amazing partner. Um, so I have had friends here that um, have helped me through, you know, a, through all sorts of things like, as I said, to get better jobs, to uh, learn new things about aviation, to talk about opportunities opportunities in the industry, to talk about jobs, to talk about all sorts of things. And, you know, it's like my family is in Colombia, so it's hard to, you know, like I, they're part of me. They, I feel closer to them because we basically talk like every day, every other day. Uh, so it's, it's a Colombian cultural thing that you are very, very close to your family. But I also brought that to my family and friends in the U.S. And I call family here my husband's family because it's a different culture, as you said. And I just simply find people who uh, don't undermine me 
and that are positive in general. I really, truly, consciously pick people who are positive, that are not because life is great in general 100% all the time, but because the worst thing that you can do in your life is give yourself a negative talk because that just never helps in in all times and and, and it just this is just a personal choice and a lot of people could argue uh, different things but it has worked like with me uh and, you know i'm gonna give you a specific example with the pandemic right uh with my husband and i both being laid off right everybody's screaming oh my god what are we gonna do this is the end etc and we him and i was like i'm just gonna become a nanny right now i'm gonna come back to be a nanny we're gonna get this money out i'm gonna find a job i'm gonna and all my friends were like what are we gonna do i'm just gonna do unemployment like i don't know uh you know i, I don't want to do this who's gonna hire me oh my god and i, I got a lot of like negative talk out there is be like okay I, i'm just gonna try like whoever doesn't knock at the door will never enter through the door like if you don't knock you're never gonna enter and that's just my own saying so i genuinely try to be with positive people because it's not that you don't want to see the reality i am i am in reality i i i i am connected with reality in a lot of ways but i choose the people who are positive and they have a positive attitude and that try 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 regardless of their situation because the more positive vibes you have surrounding you, the, the better the results you get, the better uh, options you get. If you are stuck uh, and you feel you self yourself with negative thoughts, you're simply not going to get there. And it's, it's not all the time easy. Sometimes I have to force myself to listen to podcasts that are helping me to uh, through my self-realization of my personal choices and I hear other people that has a professional opinions about to how to become better at like organizing their life at achieving goals at increasing the network increase uh, improving their finances I look at all those positive thoughts around and I feel around try to surround myself with people who are in the same note so when you are surrounded by people you don't feel like you got too little or too much but you are in a journey and you're you know getting things better for yourself and for the rest of the uh, of your surroundings so that's just the way i look at it <laughs> that's a great viewpoint i think surrounding yourself with positive people is incredibly important and you should choose wisely who you who you share your goals and your dreams with and i found personally that if I share my goals and dreams with somebody and they squash or try to squash those I just stop sharing them and I share them with somebody else who's gonna be supportive of what I do and uh, and that's what you've done and I think that's some great advice uh, well the only thing is though that we have this world of social media and you're very active in that you know especially on Instagram I think I love the posts and all I love the pictures in the cockpit and the airplane stuff it's uh, I just love that stuff but one of the things I'm sure that happens to you, and I'm, I'm assuming, is that there are some there's some negativity that comes through social media. I get it almost every day. How do you how do you react to that? How do you deal with that negativity? Um, well, <laughs> I um, I have a like a routine of. Um, you know, something. You're right. It 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 is impossible to escape. It is impossible to live in a fairy tale world where everybody's positive and I'm gonna go chase my goals and I'm gonna get it and you know everything is good. It's in, you know I'm just gonna tell you right now that's just not gonna happen. Um, and it's it's impossible also to say that you're not going to find yourself in a position where you compare yourself to others um, because it ha it has happened to me. I I find myself looking at other people that are younger than me and have achieved their uh, goals faster and I'm like hmm you know it like my road has been very very tricky and has had a lot of um you know just uh, kind of like 
you know, like red red lights, like stops or things that have slowed me down. So I find myself in those situations sometimes, just like I'm pretty sure a lot of people are listening right now. But I, as I said, I have made a, like a few personal, I have done the best of my efforts to do something about that just to have a reaction to those type of things and and i just have a routine that i do every time i find myself into like oh i don't think i'm doing so well i don't think i have accumulated a, the wealth that i want or the goals that i want in order for me to have a, a great elderly life or etc because you think of all those things or i think about all those things right but then i i i found that that was like only hurt me because then you don't feel motivated then you then you start thinking more and more what you are not doing and what others are doing and you don't focus on yourself so every time i found myself on that i just stop and i just i have deleted instagram for a little bit i have stopped seeing it i have control a my phone app access for that because i'm like you know what what am i doing uh, what am i doing compared to other people like how does it benefit me if it benefits me in the sense that, oh, I want to be like this person, you know what? Maybe that's the route that I should take and I'm going to evaluate it. I'm going to go pull my spreadsheets with my husband and going to see, you know, if, if this is doable or not, that, then that's a good approach. But if I am, if the only thing I'm doing is feeling miserable, uh, maybe I'll just, just, just take a pause on that and just look at myself and be like, what have I done? Um, I have achieved this. I have done this. Am I better than this year? Maybe not. What am I doing wrong? If you find yourself that, oh, no, really, in reality, I'm not doing that great. In reality, yes, it's true. I'm not advancing. In reality, it's uh, I, I'm not doing things right. Then be like, okay, it's okay. You're a human being. You, you don't have to check all the boxes and, and your curve doesn't have to be upwards all the time. It's impossible. But then if you sit down and just think, okay, maybe I'm going to see what I can do better in this regard. Like, I'll just give the easiest example ever. Um, it, like, I just can't advance financially. I, I see other people going ahead and what are they doing? Then I sit down and be like, okay, maybe I just should look for more uh, personal finance stuff and see what am I doing wrong. Oh, I don't have this much money in retirement. I don't even understand retirement. Let's listen to podcasts about retirement, about finances, about this and that. Um, I don't think I'm sleeping well or I, I have, you know, I find myself, you know, just self-comparing myself to others. Maybe how about you stop looking at like other people who are modeling on Instagram and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to go do yoga and do something that keeps my mind and my mind calm and peace me out of those things so I honestly try to find a counterattack for every time I feel attacked in that sense and it's, it has to be a con like a, a conscious choice and it's not easy but over time you will learn that a uh, you know uh, that if you stick to what you want to do and you love yourself for what you have done in the past and what what you have been uh, all your life then you know you you will be happier for yourself also you will feel that your efforts had done something for your life and has caused a positive impact and you choose to literally see the glass half full or half em empty and you know that's what i do <laughs> i love that you said that you chose to look at the glass is half full instead of half empty. And in, in that whole conversation, that's what you've done. You've made all these small choices to, to move in different directions, to push away the negative, to add to the positive, to find new ways to move forward in your life in, the, in every different way, in your, in your aviation career, et cetera. And notice we haven't talked a lot about, about just the aviation side because, because what, what's so important in aviation in any thing in your life is to understand to, it's a continual process. And there are times when you're gonna move backward and you've been someone who's moved backward, moved forward, but in, in general is going in the right direction in the journey in your life. And everybody has to define that. And, you, and I love how you said you really can't compare yourself to someone else because everybody is incredibly unique and their process is incredibly unique. And I love, I love that you said that. Um, but w one thing I'd, I'd like to you know, talk a little bit about is your aviation career. I mean, right now, and we touched on a little bit in the beginning, 
you're, you've made it through all these challenges and through the advice you've given us. It's been wonderful advice. You've made it to the point where you're actually working as an airline pilot. And uh, so tell us a, a little bit about that. I think it's so cool. I've seen some of the pictures. You're, uh, tell us a little bit about the plane you're flying and, and the neat things you get to do in the air. Of course. Uh, my favorite part. Um, I, I'm flying right now the Embraer 175. I'm flying for a regional airline. I started... How do I describe this? It's a long story. I started in 2020. I started in January. I was hired in yeah in January of 2020, and I almost finished that um, that uh, training when COVID hit. Right. Uh, I don't know if I we mentioned this. I don't think so. But I don't remember. Last last time I was in the episode, I I don't think I got to mention this story. But I was I was sent home due to the pandemic, the crisis, and then I was like jobless and all that stuff. So that was kind of took a pause. Then I took a different job, and then a job in aviation. I flew on a PC twelve fantastic airplane super fancy i love it i love how that that thing flies and then i just decided that it was time for me to finally get back on my path to try and fly jets uh, i've been wanting to uh, I, i've wanted to fly jets for about i think i it's been 16 years already since i've tried the very first time to become an airline pilot and it's if you look at a lot of people and you you know they I, I can't find so many people that have been trying to do this for as long as I have um, and they are like a lot of people would say like why don't you know like the, why you don't you know what are you doing <laughs> and I, it took me a really long time but uh, I really couldn't uh, I don't know I just didn't see myself doing something else and this is what I wanted to do and it's I think if I would have put my mind into being a millionaire, I would have been a millionaire, but no, I put my mind into being a pilot because that's what I want to do every day and I love it. And we have a lot of, um, a, so like for a regional airline, they're a little bit of longer trips, right? A lot of regional airlines have like more, uh, like super short flights, like 40 minutes or 30 minute flight. That's, that's short for me in like jets. Uh, so, but this, because I fly uh, the Embraer, which is a slightly larger uh, jet for a regional, then we get to do this flights are two hours long and around 45 minutes. And that also contributes to the quality of life. Uh, I chose that airplane because of that reason. I thought that it had like longer legs. So I'm sorry, yeah, longer legs, longer flight time. So the number of legs in a day uh, will be less than a slightly smaller airplane like you know other regionals have like e embraer 145 and crjs and all that so i chose the embraer because number one was a very automated and automation is difficult to learn in the sense that there's a lot of things that you have to study but it makes your life so much easier to just flying itself and a lot of people i i know there's a lot of aviation enthusiasts out there that they like other type of airplanes that are a little bit less automated, but I honestly see it as, you know, this is my job and I, I just want to make my life easier. I could make money pushing pushing 10 buttons and doing like a million flows, or I could just, you know, pick a simpler, like easier airplane and I enjoy it just as much as I would with another airplane. And I also love general aviation and I, I love flying gliders, which is where I actually get the sick and rather stuff. So. I really enjoyed this, this, like this specific airplane that I chose, the airline that I chose too, um, because it offers a lot of um, advantages financially for me and a lot of benefits. I have benefits with, um, with several carriers, not with only one, and I absolutely love it. I have so many options to commute if I need to or go other places. I love it. It's, it sounds like a lot of fun. I love the fact that you like to go places and, and you do enjoy the flying. The automation is terrific because you can use as little or as much as you want and it enables you to enjoy the scenery as, as you're flying by. It's a, it's a terrific thing. And the, and the sights and the sounds, and I love the pictures that you, you've shared. Uh, with, that, with that said, 
another thing that we have to be careful of, uh, and we probably should mention this, is uh, you're into social media. We also have to be careful in our job what we do share uh, on social media because there's policies. I'm, a, you know, I know what our my airline I work with has policies, and you should be careful. And I and I'm I'm sure, and I know you are, um, but. I've, I've noticed some people that are, are might be sharing a little too much, and I actually work with people who have gotten in trouble because of sharing certain things in social media. How do you monitor that? I mean, how do you – I'm assuming that you have your own rules, that you, you'll only share certain things at certain times. Uh, yeah, so I actually – people would argue that I haven't done too much social media in the last – you know, probably in the last couple of years – uh, compared to what I did before and that's exactly because of that reason. I used to fly for a carrier that allowed us to fly part 91 a lot in Hawaii um, so I could do a lot of videos I could do because it was a single uh, it was a single engine airplane that could be operated by one pilot only so I could do a lot more of that and we also had empty legs that were part 91 and I could do that way more often than like actually like I haven't been able to do a anything like that since I've been flying the airlines. So unfortunately, I, I would like to share more how it is, how beautiful it is to fly. Like I was flying up and down the coast, uh, the West Coast, right uh, from Seattle all the way to Los Angeles. And I had some amazing flying, some, you know, uh, snow peaks and the ocean, all these beautiful things that I would like to share. But honestly, and my company has a policy where you really can't do basically anything. You cannot even, you know, if you have some the computer-based training to do or anything like that, you cannot do it. So pictures and all that stuff, it will be something that I will die for to share, to inspire other people. But, but unfortunately, I cannot jeopardize a job that cost me 15 years to get. <laughs> so I, I really don't. You know, I, I just don't do it anymore. And actually, it was funny because I've been flying all, all over the U.S. because I've, I've been changing bases and stuff. Now I'm in in Houston. And I have as some of the FBOs that I've been, they're like, oh, are you Julieta? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, how is it going? Are you based here? Like, people people feel inspired. The, like, and this person I, I'm specifically talking about, it was a airplane fueler that found me, I think it was near Salt Lake City uh, or something. I was like, I've been following you for years and I've been trying to do what you're doing, etc. So I would I, I would love to share more of that, but unfortunately it's something that I just don't, you know, I, I, I wish I could do something more and if I was part of a 135 operator that or a 91 operator, I'll probably do it more often, but a 121, I just feel it's too, too much risk. I, I, I like taking snapshots of the cockpit when I'm like prepping or anything like that, if I'm not doing really anything important, but other than that, that's, that's how I keep it so far. Yeah. That's actually very important that you brought up that point uh, that you, you don't do as much. And I, and I do that. It's the same thing for me. I, I wish I could take pictures, but I can't because of our social media policy. And, uh, and that's something that I, I did want to mention is that I work a lot with people that have uh, been terminated even because of their social media presence. And that can happen, uh, especially if you are taking pictures and videos while you're flying. So make sure that you, know, you don't share some of these things on social media. I know you're not supposed to do it, but in, but but don't take a picture of something that you're not supposed to be doing and putting on put it on social media. That's kind of the point I wanted to make. And uh, and you're somebody who's a good example of that. Someone who has such a strong social media presence, but actually is smart enough to realize that you know you have to hold back. And and this is your job, and you don't want to lose that job. And uh, one little mistake can cost you a job, especially in the social media world. Uh, trust me, I've I've had to deal with a lot of folks that that's happened to. But I can't wait to see more pictures, especially of the places you go. So that's actually what I've had to do, and I hopefully you'll continue doing that. That is taking pictures of all the cool overnights and and the places you get to visit and some of the glider flying of course oh uh, yes I, I i'm guilty of that i should i should do more gliding because gliders i don't know people kind of like like i don't know why there isn't as much interest in the us to do gliders in fact i mentioned it sometimes and people are like "Ooh, gliders i was like uh, gliders are designed to land anywhere without you know without an engine like why would i not trust flying gliders and it, it makes you it helps you understand a lot weather and a lot of you know uh, 
yeah, just gen weather in general, it, it's just such an important part of, of, of a of soaring, right? Because it's, it's, it's the way that you keep up yourself in, in the air and, and a lot of people don't have so much interest in that. So I'm like, uh, kind of like disappointed <laughs> in the US, you know, like pilots in that regard. Maybe you can become an advocate for more people soaring. Actually, the one thing I love about soaring, especially in the, the jet that I teach in, is the fact that it teaches you energy management, which is such an important skill. Uh, in a jet. Uh, well, Mary, I tell you, this has been awesome having you on. Again, I forgot to mention that you were on a while ago. That's a few years back. We had a, a much different conversation. Uh, and if if you do want to know a lot more about the, thing, the things we talked about, about, you know, if you you're, have challenges moving forward with your career and you're coming from somewhere else, we talked about that a lot in the, uh, in the last episode. But of course, uh, follow her on Instagram and we'll have links uh, right here on the show notes towards that. Uh, what's next, Mary? in your career next uh, we are trying to decide with my husband uh, what to you know we're trying to pick a like a major to to go to um, I had you know I have my own personal goals of flying bigger airplanes especially because of the financial and quality of life portion of it uh, we are trying to decide where where is a better place to live. I certainly fell in love with Hawaii. Hawaii is a place that I absolutely love, and I would like to, I would like to live there. Uh, but unfortunately, financially, it hasn't you know been the right place in order to grow. So we're evaluating the possibility to you know move to somewhere else. So that's where we are now. I am trying to get better at my job to be an excellent airline pilot, perhaps upgrading uh, this regional that I am in. But at the same time, we're trying to, you know, watch closely our financial life and the quality of life that we want to build for ourselves. And then just uh, go into a major that fills those qualifications. I am very, very eager into getting the next step. Um, of course, the, nothing that has to do with the airline that I am right now. I, I like it. I like the airplane. I like my quality of life. I just simply, you know, feel like I could do more and I will do more. It's just that I just started. I think I have, I don't have a hundred hours in jet yet because it's been slow as the training has been slow, but I will definitely, I'm constantly looking, constantly watching do you know, like reevaluating the goals. It's something that my, my husband and I do as a couple. And if you are married or have a significant other that you would like to share a life with and, or, you know, it's just part of your life. I think that's an important thing to do. Evaluate, 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 see what are you doing, where you want to be. Are we, you know, doing, are, are you living the life that you want to live? Yes or no? Are you happy or, you know, certainly content with what you're doing? You know, what do you want to do more? Do you don't want to do more? How, what implications will have to think of in the future? So I think that's important to do while I progress in my career. Uh, flying jets has been definitely an eye opener for me and uh, my skills, a, you know, in all sorts of uh, you know, in a, in a wide range, uh, has been an eye opener for me to discover uh, new ways of me being happy, uh, find like a uh, better quality of life. So I think I have to take a moment and continue learning, continue evaluating, and I'll move forward as soon as I'm ready. Yeah. Awesome. You know, uh, you, you've been a great example for all of us that are listening. And if someone has questions, obviously feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, we'll forward them on and we'd love to have Mary back on again. Uh, let's not wait a few years this time, but uh, <laughs> where can they find you online? Yeah, they can find me on uh, Instagram, um, Capi Julieta, that's J, uh, I'm sorry, C, like Charlie Alpha, let's see if I can do it right. C A P I, <laughs> Charlie Alpha Papa India Julieta is uh, J U L I E T A, and I also have a, a Facebook page is at Capi Julieta C A P I J U L I T A, but with a T in the A, a T is in Tango, uh, and then I honestly I also you know 
I am very, very busy with my career and also with personal staff, but sometimes people like write to me out of the blue, uh, people who I don't know, and they're like, hey, I'm starting my career, I am 18, what can I do, you know, this is my personal situation, what can you do? And a lot of the times I'm like, did you listen to Aviation Career Podcast already? Like, uh, <laughs> that's a great place to start. But like, I also, you know, help them to see, look, this is, you know, you can join, like, I don't know, Women in Aviation International or Women in Corporate Aviation or the 99s or all these organizations that I'm part of, or you can start by doing this, or, you know, this is a way that you can look into financing. I, I, I don't, I'm not like a full on, um, how do I say, mentor. Right, that's not like my full-time job. But if I can help people, I genuinely do it. I, I am always to give, always willing to give back to my community. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, Mary, that's why we really like you here, and and everybody does is because you give so much to others. I mean, you definitely uh, have filled your bucket, but you, your bucket overflows and fills so many others, and that's just absolutely terrific. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and, and we can't have you can't wait to have you on again and to talk some more about not just your career prose- uh, progression, but also, you know, trying to inspire others that are trying to do the same thing that you do. Again, Mary, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Carl. You're you're very nice, and thank you so much again for this amazing podcast. And I hope to see others uh, succeed just like I did. And you, that I hope this episode helps others that are in different career fields to feel that they can also change uh, their their career field into aviation and become aviators, just like I did from a housekeeper to an airline pilot. So I would love, love, love seeing more people. If you are in an Uber driver, a housekeeper, or are at any job that you, you know, think that you uh, wanna change into an aviation career, please don't hesitate to contact uh, me or Carl. We are here to help you. Awesome, Mary. Thanks so much for that. And uh, also, I think if you're looking at this career, uh, and any career, this this could apply to all careers, it's important to keep a positive attitude and take everything that Mary has said to heart. And in your changing your career, it's career 2.0, it's it's an encore career, you're just getting started, whatever it is, is is to take all that advice and, and replay this, because there's a lot of good stuff in here. And, and listen to the other interview we did before years ago in 2019 uh, we talk a little bit about more on the the subject of, of going from a, a, to a Latina and coming from you know ec, uh, or you know coming from Col- Colombia and moving uh, to the US and and having those challenges we've got a little more deep dive into that so I really you know challenge you to go listen to that but the most important thing uh, no matter who you are you're gonna have challenges in your career and I hopefully that you'll learned from uh, Mary's work ethic and also her attitude and her persistence that yes, you too can make it from where you are to where you wanna be. And you can succeed in no matter what it is you want to do. But most importantly, don't stop right now. Don't, uh, when this finishes, I wanna challenge you to do something. I wanna challenge you to go out and take some action. Just as Mary has always taken action in her career, I want you to do something today, right now, to move forward in your career. And it may just be looking up some of the things that we talked about, maybe Mary's website, the Instagram, Facebook, no matter what it is, I I really want you to do this for me. I want you to take action today to move forward in your career and in your life. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.